Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm. sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I am Jess. I am Jen, still and forever and always Jen. (laughs) (laughs) I want to share with you before we get into the topics and the guests and all that, we are having a fabulous listener party at the Nexus Salon Super Shishi on Wednesday, July 18th. That is in New York City, and it's an exclusive invitation. If you want to be invited, go to fatmascara.com backslash blog and enter your details and answer a quick little question and we will see if we can squeeze you in. Because we want to meet you. We really want to meet you. We really want to hang out. So anyway, Jen, what is on deck for today? 
Girl, we're going to talk about my lash perm. Lash perm? (laughs) What's a lash perm? You're going to find out. Okay. Then, a topic you and I have been batting around for weeks now. Mm. Is ugly the new pretty? And Mm. how do we feel about that? Okay. Last up, I am obsessed with this Korean app, and I want to bring it to the United States, and we all need to get (laughs) together and make it happen, so I'm going to teach you about that app. Okay. I don't even... I don't have any Korean apps on my phone. And after that... An interview with Barbara Close, the founder of one of my favorite brands, Naturopathica. Not only is she an, not only is she an esthetician, not only is she a product formulator, she is also a master herbalist. Stay tuned. Jess, have you ever gotten like any sort of eyelash extensions, perm, anything like that? I got extensions once, and I you hated did. them. You hated them. Yeah, I hated them. Hated them. Wait, why'd you hate them? Because a, I was very conscious of them. Like I could feel them. They, they, there's something attached to your lashes. No matter how feather-like they, you know, say they are, there's something attached to your lashes. And then also, you have to treat them like a freaking like, you know, like fine china. You have to like <laughs> rub them with like a special oil like to get the mascara off. It's so. You have it's just so precious, and then if you don't take care of them, I think even if you do, you wake up and there's like half your lashes are on your pillowcase, and you just look crazy after after yeah, two it's weeks. Somewhat high maintenance is what I I've also heard. I think it looks a little fake. It depends on the lash extensions. I've seen them and they've looked great, but yeah. Okay. For the same reason, I've never actually gotten lash extensions and I feel like a bad beauty editor because of it. However, I was enticed to getting a lash lift recently. I put a picture on the Instagram. Did you see the picture? I did. You haven't obsessed enough, by the way, because everybody else is obsessing about my lovely curly lashes. I think they look the same. Oh, fine. Okay. Sorry. But here's, here's the thing. I mean, you have great definition. You have, I would love that kind of like darker lash I don't line. think you've ever seen me without mascara. So like, I've seen this it. is a big difference for me. Here's what happened. First of all, I like these kind of things where you can seem high maintenance, but so that you can be more low maintenance. So that's why I was into this idea that basically... What you're doing is putting perming solution on your lashes to curl them. So when you wake up in the morning, they're already curled as if you used an eyelash curler. And during Sugar Sugar Lash is the brand that I went with. Mm-hmm. They also tint them. It's like they're proprietary. It's a perm and a tinting all in one. Okay. You can go on sugarlashpro.com to find someone who does it. Their squad. I'll be honest, before they came around, people were doing these. In Japan, they've been doing lash perms for, like, at least a decade. I just think they did a good job of, like, branding it and making it so that there's a standard of care across the industry so you know you're getting a good lash perm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's be honest, we're sticking perming solution near our eyes. That's that's the thing that gives me Pause. also a little bit of yeah the willies. So they stick on this little adhesive to close your eyes so they're set and you can't open them. And then there's like a curved part to the little sticky pad and they bend your lashes up and around that. They soak them with the perming solution, then that comes off. And then they soak them with another one that's like the bond setter to sort of like, you know, neutralize it like if you were to get a perm in your hair. And then the last thing is they put on like a conditioning ingredient so it's not as wiry feeling. Oh, so it's gross. three layers of product that you're just laying there quiet and nice for. Then they're curled, and that's when they put the dye on. So, I mean, it took a little over an hour. I'm not going to lie. This seems very high maintenance for something that, I'm sorry, I think you could just pop on some mascara. But think about it this way. I haven't worn mascara in a week, so you don't have to worry about smudging. I wake up, and I just feel like I have makeup on. Even So my mom, I had dinner with her last night. She keeps looking at me, and she's like, something's different. You look so pretty. She's like, did you get Botox? 
when's the last time you got Botox? Because she knows I get Botox. Uh-huh. I was like, a while ago. And Eric, my boyfriend, was like, oh, she got a lash perm. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, don't give away my secrets. A lash perm. But like people noticed. You might not have, but other people I, do. I really didn't. I also think all those chemicals near your eye cannot be a good thing. And I just, I'm not trying to like neg you. I like just didn't notice. Yeah. To me, it looks like you're wearing mascara. And okay. But for I people, don't know if I would do that to look like I'm wearing mascara. That's a good point. If you are work, if mascara is working for you, fine. But if you've got, I don't know, 75 to $125 to shell out, I'm a big fan of the lash lift. Okay. You know, you do you. Jen, have you heard about flesh? Yeah, it's the stuff on my body. No, I'm just kidding. It's Linda <laughs> Wells's new beauty line for Ulta. Yeah. I have been very much following this this launch because there's like there's a lot of ways to talk about it. There's, you know, she's got 40 shades of, you know, fabulous foundation that work with everyone. The font is really groovy. Lots of and the fact that Linda Wells is doing a beauty line, I mean, that's like the headline. But the name I kept on getting hung up on. Yeah. And I felt weird like saying it. And it just felt, I don't know, there was something about it that was like kind of sticking in my craw. And then I was reading the New York Times article with Linda and I was so happy she addressed it. She said that like when she asked her son about naming it Flesh, he wasn't completely on board. And that the word Flesh brings out, you know, you could think of what I thought of immediately, which was like the flesh of like, like like a zombie eating, you know, like an <laughs> arm, and then like you know you see the innards of the the arm. Like flesh feels like medical and like kind of like gross to me. But then flesh is also kind of like porny and like I don't know, depending on your taste, kind it, of sexy. There's a lot of connotation that comes with that word. Yeah, it's not like you know, like beauty, you know, bopper, pretty pouts. Yeah, yeah, pretty pouts makeup. Yeah. No, but I think this gets to a bigger question, which you've brought up to me time and time again. We'll see like a particular beauty editorial spread in a beauty, you know, feature, and it won't be quote unquote beautiful, right? Yeah, it's like ugly. I mean, I think you said this at the start of the show, like ugly as the new pretty, this kind of like reactionary, you know, I'm going to like you know, forgive my language, but like fuck shit up, like beauty. And that seems to be like the going aesthetic right now. And call me all fashion, but like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I feel it it happened after the Met Gala too. Like several girls bleached their brows. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I I feel better about it because I think it's just making a stop and think about beauty. And I like that. But I'll be honest. I don't think bleached brows look good they don't look good on anyone even Cara Delevingne or you know Rihanna Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so I get that people want to like push buttons with this for example with the name flesh Mm -hmm. or with like doing something beauty wise that like you know isn't exactly the prettiest thing it's happening with fashion too oh my god I saw this girl in a pair of shoes for like three days in a row and I thought that they were orthopedic and I was (laughs) like oh like I, I Poor love girl. Yeah, She's I got felt, like an arch support. Yeah, I felt badly for her. I was like, good on you. Like, you know, you're wearing it like with like a really cool outfit and you're just like, you know, F yeah, like I've got, you know, arch problems, you know, <laughs> like what are you going to do about it? And then I saw that the other day, it took me three days, they were emblazoned with a designer logo that I just never caught at the, uh, the side. And I was like, okay, so this is like not only like not 
like a health shoe. Yeah. This is like a fashion statement that probably costs near the thousand dollar mark. Yeah. Some of the fashion going down the runway, it's like this is a huge oversized sweatshirt with big long arms or even I know the jeans with the high waist are back. I don't think yeah. they always look so flattering on everyone. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. You do not want to see me in a pair of those. It even goes to the point of the whole acne acceptance movement that's come about recently. Mm -hmm. I am all for it. I don't want people to feel bad about the way they look ever. But at what point is it like acne acceptance and I feel positive about myself? And it's also just like, I just want to show you I don't give a shit about society says. Yeah, I mean, I... Like acne, we know is 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 so connected to depression and like you know even suicide. So like neither Jenner are like making light of acne. Sure, but it's um, it's interesting to see how far. I think to your point, like it's you can take it. I'm a huge fan of the body positivity mo movement, and I wonder if this is sort of the same kind of thing. Like you thought the line was here, the line's there, you know, like the yeah. goalpost is here. But I wonder for, as a beauty editor, someone that has to make visual decisions, someone that like my whole job is to have an opinion and articulate thoughts on beauty. It has shaken things up a little bit. Yeah. To bring it back to flesh. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've been trying a lot of the products mm -hmm. and a lot of the names have that same kind of pushes your buttons yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think fashion and beauty is going there. And are we pushing buttons just for the sake of it or because we have something to say? By That's Will the say. big question. That's the big question. But one of the shade names is Jiggly. <gasps> And I, kind, I kind of love it. I love that. Like, I love that. That's a fun one. Was like that the gloss? Like yeah, the eye gloss? It, it can be used. It's eye and lip gloss, right? That's the flesh pot. That one's actually kind of oh, gross. Yeah, flesh <laughs> pot. Well, it's so funny. Linda spoke to that in the article. You guys should read it. We'll link Do to it. Do not Google flesh pot. That's yeah, what we'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I think she she Googled or something at work or it was like Oh, a no, the lawyer site. did. Oh, okay. Right. And then I went ahead and Googled it just because I wanted to see. Uh, at her. Same thing happens when you Google Brazilian facial. Just don't do it, people. Ooh, yikes. Um, but yeah, I want to see where this conversation's going. And I want to know what you guys think. Like, do you think it's just ugly for the sake of ugly to push buttons? Or are we just being a little bit closed-minded and we just still want things to be pretty? I don't know. I'm willing to get schooled. DM us. So FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, they have this master's program in cosmetics and fragrance marketing. And I've known women throughout the years in our business that have gotten this degree. So this year I got to go to like sort of the, th the thesis presentations for this graduate program. Cool. Um, really good information. They were talking about transparency. The takeaway that I have to share with everybody um, is this Korean app called Huahe. Have you ever heard of it? No. I okay. That I was a greeting. <laughs> Does it mean what? I don't no, know. What it, no, no, it just sounds like a greeting. Like, wahe. Wahe. I actually should have, I should have translated it to find out what it means. But basically, like aloha. <laughs> aloha. Wahe. <laughs> um, so if you go to Seoul and go shopping in any beauty retailer, a lot of times they'll just pull out their phones and look up a uh, product on Huahe. It is the best ingredient reading app I have ever seen. I only saw a translated version of it online. I went and dug into it. Basically, the people in the graduate program were saying, we need this kind of thing in English. It would be a great app that everybody could use to read labels, to understand what's in products. And it is so easy to use. And I'm just like putting it out there, some amazing tech person. Go make huahe, please, mm -hmm. for the English language consumer. Um, but my question is, I wonder if the reason it hasn't come about is because the beauty brands are like, don't want us to have this power in our fingertips. Oh, so you're going full conspiracy theory here. A little bit. Like, 
I looked into the funding for Huawei and its independence, not like owned by a big beauty brand. It's it's its own thing and users can, it's free too. But I like that it gives power to the people and I know the Korean beauty market, they're obsessed with ingredients and they know a lot more than sometimes American consumers. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, what if we had our own Huawei? I think it could also cause a little bit of mania, like a little bit of like, oh, like, you know, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, I don't like mineral oil, but like mineral, like I'm saying, I'm putting someone else's words in my mouth. Like so-and-so says, I don't like mineral oil. Yeah. But like, there may not be like a real reason other than. Right. But it gives the power yeah. to you to like weed out what you don't want, even if you have your own your reasons own, for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of, um, you know how a lot of them are in Latin and or like these crazy chemical names that you have yeah. no idea what it is. Whereas like glycerin looks scary, but it's like often vegetable based and just like a nourishing ingredient, you know, but you see glycerin, you're like, it's like a glycide. It must be chemicals. It helps you know what is chemical, what is not. I think if this is created for the US consumer. I just have, I'm just crossing my fingers for the person who is, or for the team that is going to create the information that like that goes, that gets spat out back. You know should, what I mean? I feel like they should call Jeff Janeski, your husband. Shout out, Jeff. I've got a new biz proposition you're, for you. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. It needs to be done carefully. Like in a and, measured way. And no misinformation. Yeah. So, um, I still and they so, can't have an agenda. I think that's what my point is. I know. Well, I looked into it too. I was like, I feel like maybe you know one of these Korean beauty brands owns it, and they're only putting their products in there. No, like it needs to be independently owned. So I would really like some millionaire out there to go ahead and develop that for us. Millionaire, billionaire. Yeah, well, okay. How much <laughs> could it talk? I don't know. We, maybe we could do it after the show. We really need to work on our our okay. biz dev beta moment beta beta mode. <laughs> beta, beta mode. <laughs> so Huawei, if you guys want to Google it and look into it, H W A H A E. I don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring. And I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove. 
Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me. Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Guys, I have to admit it, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is what... a lot. I guess you're right, you're right. Load up your cart, though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. We are here with Barbara Close, the Naturopathica founder, but also, get this, a product formulator, a master herbalist, many questions about that, and an esthetician. Barbara, welcome. I've been trying to get you onto the podcast for a long time. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, ladies. Hi. Happy to be here. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome. It's also really nice in time for summer. I thought the same yes. thing. I saw you an herbalist, and I was like, oh, it's garden season. Yeah, this is perfect. Let's get outdoors, and we've earned it with this winter in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we're, I keep on saying master herbalist. What does that actually mean? I'm, like, really impressed by it, but I actually don't know what that means. It what means you do. I love dirt and plants and have my whole life. It's really basic. <laughs> does, one, does one get certified? Is there, like, a governing body of herbalists? Well, I have a master's degree in therapeutic herbalism, but that was sort of the cherry on the cake okay. because I really did grow up with a, a master gardener. My mother was always gardening, and I grew up in Virginia and running around the field, so I always had a love of plants. Mm -hmm. But early on when I got into the wellness industry, I 
pretty soon discovered that I wanted to learn more about herbal medicine. So I started apprenticing with different people in the mecca of all things new age out in Santa Fe. So I studied herbal medicine and massage therapy and aromatherapy and then apprenticed with people out there and then started you know, my own practice in 1992, which eventually turned into our first healing arts center, Naturopathica, in 95 out in East Hampton. So mm. that's when I've been there, it's fabulous. Thank oh. you. And yeah. you've been to our Chelsea spa, too. Yes, which is I'm, I'm sort of addicted. Nice. Yes, I feel left out. <laughs> Come on down. When you said you opened your first practice, was that like as an esthetician, or were you like, I have a cough and I need some like slippery yeah, at, at, elm or whatever? <laughs> right. At that time, it was a massage therapist and aromatherapist. I see. Okay. So I started with that. And I, I grew up with this. I was very fortunate. I had an eccentric aunt who lived in France <laughs> that I would go visit. <gasps> We all need an eccentric aunt in France. This she is was the start fabulous. of it. It all this starts with the ex- start. Yes, I love that. And she didn't take any allopathic medicine. She was a student of homeopathy. She loved going to spas and taking the waters, right, doing the mud treatments, yes. all the things. We go down there and do all those things. But she also loved going to her corner herboristerie, and they would. You know, welcome her and custom blend her a calendula cream if she had dry skin or a valerian tea if she had trouble sleeping. And that whole nurturing yourself with herbal remedies, aromatherapy, well-being rituals of hydrotherapy, massage was really the inspiration for our first spa that you said it, it, you called it an herboristerie. Herboristerie. In French. An herb, herb shop. <laughs> was there a classy herb shop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there an equivalent in the U.S. for that sort of thing? There's not, and there should be. You know, sadly, with the rise of the sulfur drugs and penicillin in the 20s, we lost that whole lineage of natural healing. I mean, it used to be the kitchen was the apothecary, and yeah. we would forage mm-hmm. for our herbs and make our own medicines. And we've really lost that. And in Europe, you know, in Italy and France and Germany, there's still very much a live tradition of herbal medicine. And I think that's something that we're starting to see come back with the self-care movement that mm. we're seeing now. We'll get to that. We'll get, I love we'll you just use air quotes, which I loved. <laughs> um, so let's talk about herbs, I, at least when it comes to beauty. Because yeah. you mentioned a calendula cream, for example. Right. A lot of brands... Brands, which you've probably noticed in the last decade, I would say, are starting to shout from the rooftops that they use botanical ingredients. Right. And we that's never know good. how, you know, you think that's a good thing? Botanical ingredients? Yes. In any shape or form. Like, are some people doing it right and some people doing it wrong? I think people are have good intentions. I mean, I think people are using, you know, quality material and trying to achieve results that they're, they're saying they're they're doing. I, I think when I first started out in the 90s, there was a lot of greenwashing. So, you know, Clara Herbal Essence, you know, I don't think there was anything natural in that bottle. Yeah. But I think it's really changed. I think people now are, are putting in good quality botanical material. Cool. Yeah. Is there a way that someone can tell what a good quality botanical material is or like that if they're getting the right one? That's becoming a very loaded question very quickly. I mean, Getting good ingredients, either botanical or synthetic, it's hard to know what you're getting. So Mm -hmm. one of the things we always use with our products is we have INCI labels, which stands for International Nomenclature of Ingredients. But basically, it's a labeling system that the EU and Japan and United States adopted to create a universally labeling system. So if it says 
everything's listed in Latin binomial names, and what is listed on the label, you can Google on the internet and mm -hmm. actually find it. And I think that's really helped create transparency. So you look for certified brands, either an EcoCert, which is what we embrace, which is a natural and organic certification body, or you know, there's Fail Safe, I think it's called, or something like that. There's lots of new certification mm -hmm. bodies, BDIH in Germany. Mm -hmm. But those those are really, you know, certification is the best thing to look for in terms of knowing what you're getting. Cool. Because they audit the products and they look at it. So can you give me some, like, compelling cases of plants that are that change the skin or more? Like, di did you ever have, like, a... I don't know, use a product or a plant on yeah. something and you were just kind of wowed by the results. Yeah, I mean, at Naturopathica, what we do is we look at uh, beauty through the lens of health. So we really are not just looking at topicals. We're also looking at how diet and gut health or blood sugar, herbal remedies, all of that are affecting your health, right? It's not just a, a topical approach. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about herbs, we're looking at, at both topicals and ingestibles. So starting with ingestibles, you know, some of the best herbs out there are things like argan grape root. It's called Mahonia. And it's a very I've never strong, heard of Mahonia. No, I was like, no. if she's about to tell me coconut, we're going to no, have problems. No more <laughs> coconut, no more turmeric. Uh, <laughs> Mahonia is a great, strong, strong antibacterial herb. Uh, it's really good for gut health, and it's really good for acneic skin or for uh, really good clinicals, actually, for psoriasis. So that would be an herb. is it adjustable with someone with, you know, aggravated skin conditions, I might recommend. Does it come in a capsule form? Well, we do all of our our herbal remedies in liquid herbal tinctures oh, because any herbalist tinctures. will tell you that a liquid form is better than a capsule form where you're dealing with freeze-dried herbs. So as soon as an herb is macerated and exposed to oxygen and light, you lose some of the life force. So with a liquid herbal extract, you're maintaining some of the quality of the ingredients, and also they assimilate through into the bloodstream more quickly than capsule. Do they have to be like refrigerated then? No, uh-uh. No? They have a three to five year shelf life. It's huh. a liquid herbal extract, and you just add them to juice. We add them to teas at our spas, or you hmm. can just take them directly under the tongue. You have a lot of tinctures at your spa. We do, yeah. So the argan grapefruit is in our burdock radiant skin tincture. That's a hero herb for that. Um, some other skin herbs that I love. Um, I'll go to topical now. One of my favorites sure. where mm -hmm. we talked about is calendula. And calendula is a traditional wound healing herb. Uh, it has been in European pharmacopias for hundreds of years because it's, it's so powerful. It actually knits the skin closed, so it's good for any dry or aggravated skin condition. They actually recently did trials in France comparing uh, calendula extract with a uh, allopathic remedy that we're using for people that were going through chemo and radiation and showed that it really reduced redness and irritation much more quickly with the calendula extract. And when you say allopathic, that's just the opposite of homeopathic? That's just like traditional Western right. medicine? Yeah, well, okay. that's sort of an oxymoron, traditional and Western Good medicine. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but but yes, that's like what Western you know medicine, of as your... Prescription medicine, yeah. Got I it. love yeah. that. Um, yeah. Calendula, I have definitely heard of before, too, yeah. um, and I really like it. But what about... Um, like if you have serious wrinkle issues and things like that, are there things that herbs can't do? I don't know why I just went to wrinkles, but like I was just thinking in my head, like, come on, it doesn't compete with retinol. But like, will you be honest with people? Like, okay, this is how far you can go with a topical botanical ingredient or herb. So my, what can't you do, Barbara? My background <laughs> is as an herbalist and an esthetician. Okay. So, you know, I, I began my healing arts center working 
you know, with clients and seeing the skin, different skin conditions. And I started out with using the purest botanicals and using my expertise as an herbalist. In 2008, we got certified through EchoCert because I really wanted to talk about purity. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, here's the deal. You know, working with botanicals is great uh, when you're in your 20s and your 30s. And for myself and working with the clients that I was working on, I think you need more gunpowder. And (laughs) I don't think all synthetics are bad. Hmm. So I think it's a more nuanced conversation. I think that botanicals have incredible powers as antioxidants, uh, as anti-inflammatory. I mean, there's, you know, as phenols, as antibacterial. There are a lot of different things we can do. But I also think that not all synthetics are bad. So uh, what we use when we talk about our products are both proven botanicals and clean cosmeceuticals. So we use retinols, we use peptides, we use plant stem cells, but we make sure they're in clean base materials. And I think that's the difference. You know, a lot of, when you look at the synthetic ingredients, a lot of them came out and used petrochemical ingredients and they don't have clean base materials. So, you know, what you're doing is creating a low grade inflammation in the skin and your body's focusing on putting on the fi- out the mm-hmm. fire. It's not making collagen elastin and all things that would be good for the skin. So it's using skin-friendly ingredients. Do you think this conversation, because I hear, you know, lots of, like, clean clean clinical, clean this, like, so many different, and you know, 98% botanically derived. Like, there's so many different yeah. terms. Do you feel like this conversation, like, what you just said was brilliant, like, and it makes it very understandable that it's a nuanced conversation do you feel like the cosmetics industry is having that conversation like i want everyone to listen to what you just said because i hear just a lot of kind of alarmist i think like you know one of the challenges the beauty industry has is that we're dealing sometimes with complex concepts and it's hard to put them in layman's terms right? As a beauty editor or Mm -hmm. as, you know, someone that's a product developer for the consumer. So what we want to do is make things either black and white, you know, it's got to be clean. When I started out in the 90s, it had to be natural. And we all chased our tails (laughs) trying to find what natural is. You Mm -hmm. couldn't win that argument. And you know what? I think you're going to have the same one with clean. Mm -hmm. How do you define what clean is? I think Mm -hmm. even Sephora is struggling to define that. So I, I think the next trend for me, if I have to look at the, the future of skincare, is holistic, you know, and it's really looking at topically using skin-friendly ingredients that work in harmony with the skin, and that's the best of botanicals and the best of synthetics. Mm-hmm. And it's also looking at how nutritional medicine and how herbal remedies and how uh, blood sugar and gut health, all these things give rise to right. healthy skin. So the last time I was at your spa, yeah, as we know, that's my that's my like sacred place. That's my hangout. It's it doesn't guys, have it's to be so secret. Good. <laughs> no, it's so it's so good, guys. If you live in New York, please pop in. It's in Chelsea. I think I've spoken about it on the, the podcast. Anyway, um, I was surprised because someone gave me this big skin assessment. Yep. And they didn't use the word skin type, the, the term skin type. They said skin personalities. What, what is that? That's our alternative to skin type. So, and um, what is just a skin personality? <laughs> Do you remember? I don't recall. I was so blissed out. But I was like, okay. <laughs> I know I need to use the cherry enzyme, um, like scrub or yes, a mask. Yes, cherry enzyme peel. Yeah, yeah. And my favorite thing about that side note is that if it a little bit gets in your mouth, it's okay because you can eat it. Are you, are you exfoliating your esophagus at the same time? 
<laughs> it's so it's so good. It's so good. Don't eat it, guys. Don't eat it. But um, that's actually one of my favorite products. Yeah, it's table yummy. that. Yeah. Back to the skin personalities. <laughs> so skin personalities are our alternative to skin types, and it's my feeling as an esthetician that every every face tells a story. And so you have to look beyond just the topical symptoms. And so at Naturopathica, one of the pillars of our brand is that it's based on naturopathic medicine and the belief that, you know, symptoms are messengers for change. And so we want to get to the Ooh. root of an imbalance, right? Mm. So symptoms with skin personalities, we have four personalities. Oh, so tells, yes. with an adaptive personality, that's pretty much a normal skin type. It's very resilient. It adapts to changes in humidity, changes in, um, you know, different products, whatever. It's pretty resilient, right? Hormone reactive skin is going to be your more oily, acne prone skin. It can be due to fluctuation of hormones in adolescence, or it could be going through menopause and changing in estrogen. And that's mm. going to bring up a host of issues. Skin reactive skin personality is one that tends to be more sensitive, prone to redness, irritation, rosacea. That can be due to stress levels and fluctuating levels of cortisol, which spike blood sugar, uh, which is inf inflammatory to the, to the body. It can be due to um, you know, changes in sleep, all different sorts of factors that give rise to stress imbalances. And the last category, which is always the catch-all, is mature skin, because like <laughs> big old rusty cars, we're all getting older, and we are going <laughs> to develop fine lines and wrinkles. But how do we slow down that progression, right? And right. what are the best practices for that? So with all these personalities, what we did when um, you came into the spa is we looked at, all right, what are those topical topical issues you want to address? And then I call it my confessional. All right, how much coffee are you really drinking? <gasps> oh, what I kind of foods are you really oh. eating? Oh. You know, what's your, no, how no, many no, Twizzlers no, 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 did you yeah, eat on the airplane? Like, Whatever it is. Yeah. And we you really used to then, have an inflammatory habit. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, until we do an intervention. No, no, we're fine. We're good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so then we um, do, the, um, do the facial then tailoring it to your unique needs. So we're going to talk about what are the beauty foods that are good for adaptive skin. We're going to talk about what are the herbal remedies that support some of the symptoms that you might be experiencing. We're going to look at, you know, all the gut health. And, it's like, and a, it's like a key to remind people, it's not just like Band-Aid, here's your problem, yeah. fix it. We have to think about the under underlying roots. Yes. I just spilled my <laughs> non- Inflammatory beverage, everybody. It's a it's flavored so seltzer with no artificial sweeteners. It's I'm, true. Is that okay? I'm, I'm looking at that. You look great. I have like guilt with Barbara in the room. Like, no guilt. Is this okay? No guilt. No, I you, feel like Barbara's chill. Yeah, Barbara's cool. I like that. It's like a, it's not like you're not scared of this greenness. No. no. But you did mention foods too. So like, here's my facial. It's giving me a facial. Talking about herbals and topicals. We hear all the time. Like every for a while there, it was like salmon, berries, and dark chocolate. Right. Somebody wrote a book about that, mm -hmm. and right. we all had to eat that for a whole mm -hmm. decade. Yeah. And then lately, it's like one month it's turmeric, and then the next month you all should be having, you know, whatever the other yogurt or something. Yeah, yeah. or kombucha. Right. You know, because I have leaky gut syndrome or whatever. Right. <laughs> How much can food really do, though? Like, is it going to make? Can I get rid of like a breakout just because I changed my diet? I think it does a lot. You we do. are weed. I mean, Wendy Bo was on here recently, and she yep. was she was saying speaking the of same leaky thing. guts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 really a huge part of who we are and it's you know part of epigenetics that you know there are external factors that can change how we deal with our stress food is one of them meditation is another seriously oh. powerful practice that really meditate? can adjust i do meditate because i think the heart of good health
health is um, being present and being mindful of what what's going on. And if you're not aware, like, how do I feel after I eat certain foods? Do I feel tired? Do I have a headache? Do I feel energized? Your body will tell you the type of foods that you respond to and are actually good I for you. I really like broccoli so much, but I swear to God, every time I eat broccoli now, I like have this huge like quashiorcor belly of like puffed out air. But broccoli is so <laughs> good for you. That was a very you. delicate way of saying that, by the People, way. People, I'm bloated after broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all I need to do is have the biggest fart in the world and I'll feel better, oh but God. you can't. I'm sorry. I bet there's people out there who have this issue. Everybody tells us to eat leafy greens and things like that. I know these are good foods for right. skin, for beauty, right. for whatever. Right. Can I just well, get personal here? Yeah. You always get your problems solved on the podcast, I, know, I, know. I feel like. It's time so to help Jen. Legumes, when you when you make your lentils, add a little baking soda to the water. It's beans don't bother me. Oh, it's the green. Oh, no, but we go back to that tip. Go oh, hold on, hold on. I love baking legumes. soda to the water, and it will help take out some of those compounds that cause you gas. Okay. Are That's these like one. what are these compounds? Sulfur. Because yeah, broccoli has a lot of that, right? Yeah, exactly. So what do I do with my broccoli that I love? Mm. Stop take eating Take Bino before. Does that does that, <laughs> that work? I I have not taken Bino. I can't. Can I put baking soda in my broccoli steaming water? That feels like that might not work. That's gonna work. But does that mean my body doesn't like it, or and I have to work through it? That's what I'm basically asking. It could be a food sensitivity. Absolutely. Something wild every day. Plants have been on this earth thousands of years longer than us, and they've done that by adapting, and they're filled with these incredible antioxidants and, you know, different chemical constituents that are so nutritious for our body. And we get so much less phytochemicals in our body now because of the farming practices in this country. Oh. And we plant So even if I'm eating broccoli, I'm eating, like, not as healthy broccoli as used to be 200 years ago. Wow. Exactly. exactly. I need some wild-ass broccoli, so and maybe then I won't be bloated. So... Okay, you you did this thing with you know with your hands when we mentioned self care. You did little air quotes, and you've been talking about taking care of yourself. That you said something like that, like you know yeah. taking care of your body, listening to your body for a very long time. But what does that actually mean to you? Like, what is self care to Barbara, and like how does it compare to the kind of self care thing that's happening right now? Hmm. Well, my motto is tend and befriend, right? Tend and befriend. Take care. Be present with what your body's telling you. you know, and that's very hard to do in our day and age. Got a headache? Take an aspirin. Got an upset stomach? You know, take a Digel. Can't sleep? Take an Ambien. Mm. And so <laughs> we're listening to just suppressing our symptoms. Um, before we let you go, it's still a beauty podcast, so we have to hear about some of your favorite oh, products. We should talk about the book. Oh, oh and your well, one of your favorite products could be your. You have a book coming out in. <laughs> That's no, my favorite product. <laughs> it should be your book comes out in September. Yes. yes. And what is it? And yes. what can we expect from it? It's called the Naturopathica Effect, mm-hmm. and it pretty much braces everything that we've talked about today. So it's it's finding your skin personality and how um, diet and herbal remedies and stress and lifestyle, uh, best lifestyle practices can really help transform your skin. And the book has lots of different recipes for everything from a, a bone broth to a burdock kimchi that you can mm-hmm. can make to different herbal remedies. Tinctures? That you can learn to blend. Tinctures. Will there recipes. be tinctures? There are tinctures. <laughs> there will be tinctures. There are essential oils. There's lots of good stuff there. So. Okay. We'll put, a, we'll put a link on our blog to your website, which is where you'll be selling it, right? Yes. What kind of tea do you drink like, like every day? Um, in the What's morning, um, my staple is lemon balm tea, which is a great um, 
wonderful research on lemon balm. It's great for anxiety. It's great for just um, as a digestive herb, too. So that's one of my favorite teas. Maybe I need that after my broccoli. You do yeah. need that after your broccoli. <laughs> and some chamomile you need after your broccoli, oh, too. Oh, okay. That, Good that tip. would help with some of that tummy rumbling. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. These are very helpful. Yeah. I'm going to go make some So great to talk seal. to you, ladies. Yeah, thanks for sharing. You're Thank welcome. You. I'll see and you at the spa. I'll see you at the spa. <laughs>
Avengers 32. So mm-hmm. yes, it's its Ulta, but it's sort of like a mastige kind of thing. Yeah, it does have a nice heft to it. You do feel like you're getting something a little bit more special. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to FatMascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at FatMascara or email us at info at FatMascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S O. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.